0: On the 29th of May this year will be the commemoration of the important Buddhist holiday that we know as Wisaka Puja. Wisaka translates as the 6th lunar month and it is on the 15th day of the waxing moon on this 6th lunar month that the Supreme Teacher, the Buddha, was born. This great event took place in Lumbini Park in current-day Nepal. It was an extremely rare birth for this great being who had been born after fully perfecting his barami or spiritual perfections in previous lives. Even the teacher to King Sutotana, who was the Buddha's father, was very sad because he wouldn't live long enough to see Prince Siddhartha, become enlightened and become the Buddha. He had to pass away before that and be born as a Brahma god. We can see that the Buddha, by virtue of his great compassion, had the aspiration to help all living beings become free from the cycle of samsara, this endless round of birth and death. He was willing to stay in this cycle of birth and death, being born and dying in samsara for an incredibly long time in order to accomplish his aspiration. The Buddha had to sacrifice his life, his body and flesh, his various organs, not at all for his own benefit, but for the benefit of all living beings. We can see that the Buddha became enlightened and then taught the Dhamma with a heart that had completely pure love and compassion, teaching until many fully enlightened Arahants arose in this world. And it wasn't restricted to India. The Buddha urged the first group of sixty Arahants to walk alone in different directions to spread the Dhamma for the benefit of and happiness of all the people. He didn't let them go two monks in one direction. They spread the teachings of the Buddha, and later Thailand would receive the Dhamma through two Arahant monks, Venerable Sona and Venerable Uttara, who came across the seas in order to spread the Dhamma of the Buddha, that which they themselves had understood in all its clarity. And in Siam, or present-day Thailand, Buddhism became well-established as a center of Theravada Buddhism in the world in the present day. But as we understand, the things that have prosperity have decline. And the decline of Buddhism doesn't come from external dangers, but from the dangers internally. That is, from the Buddhist monks and nuns, the lay people and lay women, it's inside here that corrodes. Their practice leads to the decline of people's faith in Buddhism. But the teachings of the Buddha don't decline with it. There are many senior monks in different countries spreading Buddhism to other countries like Russia, America, Europe, Scandinavia, Australia, New Zealand, and even Africa. In Brazil now, it's beginning with the starting of Buddhism, of the Ajahn Chah lineage, and various monks of that tradition starting to go there. Like in England, Venerable Ajahn Chah brought the teachings of the Buddha to England about 40 years ago. It was quite miraculous, actually. And Ajahn Chah taught in the way of a riddle. He asked... The Buddha sent what type of monks to spread the Dhamma? Like we know well that the Buddha sent the 60 Arahants as a first group to spread the Dhamma. When Ajahn Chah brought Buddhism to England, he did so by doing the Kovat patipada, the proper practices of a monk, like going for alms round, At that time, no monks would dare to go arms round in England because it was something against the law. But Ajahn Chah said, we will follow the standard monastic routines and practices of the Buddha here. He wasn't afraid of going against the law. And it had results as well. The police invited the monks to go back to the police station. But the monks explained to the police, That this was the standard monastic practices that the Buddha taught his monks to follow. They weren't beggars. We aren't beggars. Whoever has faith to give can give. There's no inciting of people to give. They understood in England. And since then, the monks in England could go for alms and could go eat alms food as normal. Wherever they would go, they could stand silently in front of, say, the supermarkets and people would come and offer alms and this started from Ajahn Chah coming and bringing the Buddha's teachings to England and the first original monastery that they offered to Ajahn Chah arose because they saw Ajahn Chah going for alms round and they gained faith in Buddhism and offered the land that would become Chittawiwaka Monastery this was the first branch monastery overseas of the Ajahn Chah tradition. And this year, the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, Theresa May, wrote a letter to Chittawiweka Monastery on the occasion of Wisaka Puja. Even the Prime Minister of the UK understands the importance of Wisaka Puja to the community and to the Buddhist monks, laymen, and lay women in the letter she celebrates the founder of the teachings the buddha and acknowledges that he gave many important teachings of which an important skill is a developing of mindfulness she wrote that buddhism has made the united kingdom a richer place and buddhism has helped to bring peace and harmony to their country and the buddhist people who are well established in sila Dhamma or goodness they gain the benefit of following the teachings of the Buddha. This is something to think about. When we come back to look at Thailand, these days the children being born may not be interested in Buddhism and have no faith because they see the decline of Buddhism in Thailand. But however it is, we all come to practice the Dhamma. We pay homage to the Buddha, we chant, we keep the five moral precepts. We practice Dhamma, whether it's on the weekends or on the ceremony on the important Buddhist holidays. We recollect the most important person in our life, in the world and in the universe, the Buddha. The Buddha had great compassion and great wisdom. He could gain insight and be victorious over the ignorance and delusion in his heart, all through his own efforts. He was an ayampu, fully self-enlightened. Even Upaka, the matted hair ascetic, met the Buddha whilst the Buddha was enjoying the bliss of enlightenment. And the ascetic asked the Buddha, Who is your teacher and whose teaching do you declare? The Buddha answered that he had no teacher and master and he was an ayampu, rightly self-awakened. The ascetic was confused and couldn't understand how you practice if you don't have a teacher. What the Buddha achieved was something no one else could do, only the Buddha. Even the Buddha's first two teachers, Alara Kalama and Udhaka Ramaputta, they couldn't become enlightened, becoming the Buddha or an arahant, because the wisdom for them to become rightly self-awakened, requires the building and completion of the highest spiritual perfections and virtues, the ten paramita or spiritual perfections that is required to become a Buddha. The Buddha was rightly self-awakened and he spread the Dhamma teachings to others. He also knew how to teach. He was Bhutto, the Knowing, the Awakened, the Joyous One, and he was Satadeva Manusanang, which means he was able to teach all beings, the humans and the devas. The Buddha knew how to teach them and at the time that was appropriate. One example was when some of the noble disciples who had great rapture arise, like Venerable Bahia, who met the Buddha and gained great faith and much rapture arose, but the Buddha would not teach yet because at that time he wouldn't be able to attain to becoming an arahant. The Buddha waited for his rapture to fade and lower, and then the Buddha taught the Dhamma, and Venerable Bahiya was able to become an arahant. So the Dhamma practitioner who has great rapture won't be able to see and know the Dhamma at that time. The noble Eightfold Path factors, summarized as Sila, Samadhi and Banya, or morality, concentration and wisdom aren't able to gather together. This is the virtue and spiritual perfection of the Buddha that we praise when we chant Satta Dewa Manusanang. The Buddha could even teach the Devas to attain to Sodapana or stream entry, like the Buddha teaching his mother, the Abhidhamma. Because Devas have divine bodies, and so the Buddha didn't teach about the physical body. If for humans, the Buddha may teach about the suffering of the body, having hunger and thirst is suffering, or sitting, walking, standing, or laying down for long periods is suffering. The body changes and getting sick is suffering. We can see this clearly. It's a noble truth of suffering. But the devas the Buddha taught the higher dhammas, and many could attain to becoming noble beings. Even when the Buddha gave the first sermon, the Dhamma Chakapatana Sutta, which teaches not to attach to the extremes of sensual pleasure and austerities, as this is a cause for suffering to arise. The Devas that attained to Sotapanna were many more than humans. This is a virtue of the Buddha that we praise every day with the chant Sata Dewa Manusanang. After the Buddha attained enlightenment, if he wanted to stay in the bliss of enlightenment, he could have. But with his great loving kindness and great compassion, even if he had to walk far distances, or even if he was sick and when he was about to pass away, he still walked to teach, like teaching the goldsmith so he could attain to sotapanna. We can see the Buddha's great compassion as well through the Buddha's daily routine, where in the morning he would examine with his divine eye to see who he could teach that day and later proceed to teach them. Even a seven-year-old child who had contemplated death often, the Buddha went to go teach. And this child was able to attain to Sotabana because she could understand the truth that life Is uncertain and death is certain. She understood it clearly until the mind gathered together and knew and saw clearly that all things that arise, they come, stay, and pass away as normal. This knowing of this normal condition is called seeing the Dhamma. Seeing the Dhamma is like seeing the Buddha because the Buddha is in the Dhamma. The flesh and body of the Buddha, which had the characteristics of a great being and who lived till 80 years, has Parinibbana already. But the Dhamma is still here. Whoever sees the Dhamma sees the Buddha. So for those that are the Dhamma, the Buddha is still here. The Buddha has passed away into Parinibbana 2,561 years ago. But the Dhamma is still here. And this Dhamma will make us see and know the Dhamma and see the Buddha. And this still exists in this present day. If we sincerely practice this Dhamma and maintain the practice, the proper practices of a monk or of a lay person, and we do this with a mind imbued with loving kindness that helps one another, one's community and one's country, then we all can live in happiness. Like the letter from the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom sent to the abbot and followers of Chittawiweka Monastery that they're fortunate to have Buddhism in their country that has helped to make the United Kingdom become richer. So we should think that our country has had Arahant disciples in the past who have spread Buddhism here long ago and continued on till the Arahants of the modern day era, Venerable Ajahn Man and his renowned disciples and Venerable Ajahn Chah of ours. The Dhamma that they practiced is still here, so we should learn it, search for it and follow it every day, like practicing sitting meditation and training the mind. Make the mind have strength and have peace and stillness arise. Because a mind that has stillness and peace will lead to wisdom. May you all be determined in this. We are all Buddhists. So may we all aspire to be the true Buddhists that arises in one's own heart. So this coming week, may we recollect the Buddha and practice according to the meditation object that we have confidence in. It can be butto, tammo or sankho. These days, just using the meditation word butto slowly may not be enough to go against the development of technology in the world. So try to use butto quickly. Butto, butto, butto. Don't let the mind have a gap for the mind to think of other things. Then the mind will have peace and stillness arise and we'll have wisdom to contemplate and overcome the feelings of the mind. This will allow emptiness to arise and the inner Buddha to arise in one's own heart. See all things as emptiness, that is seeing the inner Buddha. May you all be determined in the practice and may you all grow in Dhamma.